0: Yiskor. We pleaded with God earlier this week, twice this month and four times in the last six months, to remember our departed loved ones, to bind them with the souls of our ancestors and other righteous souls in the Garden of Eden. This plea is called Yiskor, May He Remember, and probably began as a special prayer for those Jews killed by the Inquisitions a millennium ago. The Talmud does not refer to this prayer, so it is certainly it certainly began later on in our history. Today, we not only recite this plea for individual loved ones, but it is also the custom to recite it both for all of those who perished in the Holocaust and for all of those who died defending our homeland, the land of Israel. This week, we also begin the book of B'Rashas, as we start a new one-year cycle of reading the Torah portions weekly to finish the entire five books of Moses by next Simchas Torah as we finished earlier this week. It is basic to Jewish life that we remember the past, but simultaneously look to the future optimistically, with hope and confidence that the Lord will grant us a good year, a good future, with good tidings and complete redemption. My dear cousins Paul and Martin Schiller, both Holocaust survivors, told me years ago how my father, the sole survivor of his entire family who were killed in the in Treblinka, Constantly looked ahead, marrying immediately after the war, building a family, conducting business, keeping Shabbat and mitzvot, and always living with God's salvation in his mind. This despite the catastrophic past that he had just suffered. We remember the past, but look confidently to the future. But is there more we can now do for those who died other than pray for heaven's mercy? The rabbis teach us that there is much that we can do. Number one, if you repeated the Vartor in the name of the deceased, the deceased's lips move in his grave, says the Gemara in Yavamis, Sadek Zion Aleph. While his lips may not literally move, the meaning is that the deceased is alive and his standing in heaven is raised by you quoting his learning or ruling. King David alluded to this in Psalms and many rabbis requested that after they were gone, their teachings and rulings should be studied in order to aid them in the next world. Number two, whether during the Shiva, Shloshim, Yartzeit, or any other time, studying Mishnah for the merit of the departed will certainly improve their stature in the next world. That is why this custom is so widespread that even school children are aware of this. Number three, Talmud Suba's Ayin Amaralov teaches us that it is a mitzvah to fulfill the wishes of one who died. Why? Presumably it brings peace and comfort to him in the next world. So conforming to the wishes of the deceased is a mitzvah as you are performing a kind deed for another person, even in death. Number four, honoring and fearing one's parents is part of the Ten Commandments and one of the mitzvahs that guarantees us longer life for fulfilling it. This mitzvah applies both during the parent's lifetime and subsequently as well. Honoring one's parents not only brings them aid and comfort, but it demonstrates the son or daughter's hakara tatov, appreciation and gratitude for all that parents have done for children. While we will not be reciting yisker and Shul for another six months, there are many opportunities to help our departed loved ones throughout the year. May we merit doing mitzvahs for the living as well as the dead, And may we look forward to the good future while never forgetting our past. Shabbat Shalom.